This is the day that the Lord has made. The Lord is in our midst. We are blessed by God's presence. Let's center ourselves and worship God. is printed in our order of worship. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God. Praise Praise God. God. We are a blessed people and our hearts overflow with gratitude for gifts large and small that are ours through the kindness of others and the graciousness of God. Thanks be to God today and forever. May gratitude always be the song of our hearts. Let us continue in worship by joining together in hymn 694, Come Ye Thankful People Come. Thanksgiving, we give you thanks for hot showers in the morning and cool breezes in the evening, for work that provides for our families and the abundance that makes us generous, for silly jokes told by third graders, and for the silent tears of a grandmother lost in her childhood forever. What blessings are ours, creation's joy. 
teachers who patiently help us with our math, and mentors who keep us on the right path, friends who bring us food when we're recovering or struggling, and employers whose hearts are greater than their profits, piano teachers who smile at our repeated mistakes, coaches who teach us one more time how to curl the ball into the goal. What blessings are ours, servants of joy? Dogs who bounce us awake early in the day and cats who lullaby us to sleep at night. Grandfathers who teach us how to whittle and sisters who give up a date to babysit. Little boys who always forget to wipe their mouths and folks who always remember to say thank you. What blessings are ours, joyous spirit? We give you thanks for all of these things lifted up and for the youth or for all who came together to fill the bags of food for families at many mansions, most especially for the children and youth. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For new members who have said, yes, this is going to be my church home and this is going to be my family. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. It is in both our joys and concerns that we come to you, God and community, holy and one, with thanksgiving as every word we speak, even as we pray the prayer that your son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Listen and receive a reading from the word of God. Create in us a clean heart, our God, and renew in us spirit within us, according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit. As we hear today's scripture, our first reading is from Deuteronomy, chapter 26, verses 4 through 11. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Armenian was my ancestor, and he went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into a place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first fruit of the ground that to you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. Our second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 and 8 and 9. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and in knowledge of every kind. He will strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By God you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is God's word for God's people. Our anthem this morning has a verse of now thank we all our God, and we invite you to sing it with us. The words are in your bulletin, and I will cue you when it's time for that.
What a special blessing we have with our choir, don't you think? So two scriptures for us today to, uh, to grapple with, to give us a, a foundation for our Thanksgiving Sunday thoughts. One from the Old Testament, from Deuteronomy, where we get a glimpse of, of what is um, behind our sense of giving, of an offering. And then some words um, from Paul to the Corinthians about God's faithfulness and how that has continued on to us believers and should stimulate our own faith and gratitude. So if you were to read a little bit more of that Deuteronomy passage, a little bit before and after, you would get a sense that we're, we're dealing with some instructions that come to us from the Festival of the Weeks, one of the, one of the holy periods in our Judaic uh, history, um, a sense of how the words that we use as we are to make an offering uh, are to be um, anchored in our experience of, of God in our lives. Here in Deuteronomy, uh, we're using the words about uh, being brought forward by God through the Exodus into the promised land, that we should, as, as good Jews, be thinking about how God has acted for us, saving us, bringing us forward, delivering us into new life in the promised land, freed from oppression. That as we make our offering, we make it in respect to what God has done for us. This is foundational in our, our thinking of being grateful people who recognize a, a gift from God and respond as gift givers due to that. If we dig into this passage, we know we're dealing with our tribe. We're, we're making an offering that helps us to be a stable community. We're making an offering that helps to underwrite um, the Levites, that helps to underwrite the uh, uh, religious aspirations of our group so they can be on the job all the time working on our behalf towards God and bringing God's presence to us. We also are making an offering to help the widow and the orphan among us. We're making an offering to support the stranger who comes into our midst, that we can be gracious and caring to them. So we're encouraged to make an offering for the good of the tribe, its health, its caring for one another. But we are also encouraged in Deuteronomy to be givers of an offering because it's good for us. It reminds us of our relationship to God. It helps us to get ourselves in the right perspective to that God. When we make an offering, we are humbling our spirits, giving thanks for what God has done for us. We're recognizing that we're not independent agents, that we didn't all get the way we are on our own, but that God has had a great deal to do with the emerging of who we are, and by rights we give God thanks for that. It's an expression of gratitude for what we have received and for what it can do for others. It's the first fruits we hear, the best of what we've got 
not the leftovers of what we've got. It's not the gleaning of the fields of what everybody else didn't want that we give to God. It's not what is remaining in our warehouse after we've sold everything that we possibly could and nobody wants this other stuff and we give that to God. It's not what's left over. It's the first fruits, we're told, in Deuteronomy that our forebears were encouraged to give to God because that showed their gratitude to God. Now we jump about a thousand years and we have Paul scrubbing around in the, the Holy Land dirt, moving off towards Greece and Italy, up around the bend of what nowadays is Turkey and and preaching the gospel of this risen Lord and, and getting people's attention. And they're wondering what all that is about. And Paul's trying to make sense of that. Paul's trying to create uh, an environment in which that spiritual presence is invoked and people are affected by it. And they are. And they're gathering around him and they're making churches and, and small little uh, gatherings out by a river are now becoming larger gatherings and homes, and, and those homes are sometimes being uh, with groups of people overrun, and they're meeting in the, in the synagogues, and the movement is spreading, and Paul is saying, and part of this, friends, part of what this is, do you see it? Do you see it? There's been a second exodus here. We've been saved Again. We've been brought through the water of baptism, through the shadow of death, into a new life in Christ. We have found the promised land. Be grateful. Share your gratitude. It's good for our tribe. It's good for you. God has remembered his holy covenant and has shown us the mercy promised our ancestors, being saved from our enemies and the hand of all who would hate us by rising up a mighty savior for us in the house of his servant, David. And by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us all to give light to those who sit in darkness and walk through the shadows of death, to guide our ways towards peace. This is the witness of the ancients, and this is our witness too. God has blessed us in mighty ways through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? God continues to bless us daily with tender mercies. Now, Meredith is not going to remember this because it's not true. But <laughs> the story goes, I gave her a, a like a plate of sand with iron filings in it. And I asked her to find the iron. And she poked around with her fingers trying to find the iron. And she couldn't find the iron in there at all. She couldn't find it. And then her all-knowing dad gave her a magnet <laughs> and said, Mary, try this. And Meredith moved it over the sand. And all those iron filings then aggregated around the magnet. And lo and behold, there was a whole lot of iron filings in that sand, which she couldn't find just by looking with her eyes and her fingers. The unthankful, the unthankful heart is like the fingers in the sand. It discovers no mercies. 
life seems cold and indifferent and perhaps even a little cruel. The thankful heart. The thankful heart sweeps through the day just like that magnet in the sand. And it finds in every hour some heavenly blessing. Think about it. So let's do some practicing. It is, after all, Thanksgiving week. If this applies to you, raise your hand, all right? Anybody uh, feel blessed because of health? Thanks be to God. How about because of family and loved ones? Thanks be to God. Anybody feel grateful about having a job? Thanks be to God. Anyone grateful for not having a job? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody thankful that they have a roof over their head, have some food, have water? Thanks be to God. We're going to hear from, from Kitty about uh, some folks a little bit later in the service, opportunities for our, our Christmas giving, who live in much starker situations than us. We're blessed. Live in this town, live in this country, to have uh, what we have. Anybody grateful that they feel they've been forgiven and reconciled? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Been welcomed into a, uh, a group of people, though a stranger. Yeah, thanks be to God. Thank you. Have been accepted and included as friend and family by these group of strangers. Thanks be to God. We're thankful that you no longer are strangers to us, that you are family and uh, we hope that you are thankful that we are no longer strangers to you, but family to you as well. I imagine that commotion was positive over there. <laughs> I have found it true that... Um, you can be stung by a criticism for a lot longer than uplifted by a compliment. Compliments are so important. I am thankful, I hope that you are thankful that you have some people around you that compliment you for things that you do, for ways that you are. Who's thankful for stuff like that? That people take the time to say thanks. Thanks be to God. Well, you have done wondrously, really, these first months with Rachel and me. Thanks be to God. You, you could have gone, oh, Lord, what is going on? And instead you went, oh, Lord, look what's going on. We thank you for that tone of voice. We thank you for having held steady to some positive things, having looked kind of squarely at some negative things and made some changes. We thank you for holding on to the possibility of the future with each other and with us. Thanks be to God. God's faithfulness to us is purposeful. It is to stimulate our good relationship with God. God wants that. And it is to stimulate our faithful living among each other. God wants that. 
God has done this so that we might serve God without fear, so that we might serve God in holiness and in righteousness. Interestingly, God has not blessed us so that we might have an easy life, nor has God blessed us so that we might be beholding to God. God has blessed us, God has loved us, so that we might have the joy of knowing God's love and the joy of loving God back. This is the nature, I think, of our faith. This is the, the foundation of our discipleship in Christ Jesus. I think this is the motivation of our stewardship, this expression of gratitude to God for God's blessings. We are loved, so we love. We are blessed, so we bless. One of my favorite plays is by Thornton Wilder, um, Our Town. It's kind of fun to get into the lives of uh, those characters at uh, Grover's Corner. And, and through the play, we meet Emily, and, and um, she's invited to, to choose a day to go back in her life and, and to see it, to relive it, to see it again. Have you ever thought if you had passed on and are looking back at your life, what day you would go back and want to see again? Would it be uh, your marriage or the birth of your children? Would it be um, your graduation? Would it be... Uh, the time you finally got that job that you've been aching for, that's just perfect because it expresses you? Would it be uh, the time you hit the homer and won the game against all odds? What day would you go back to? She went back to her 12th birthday. And it was really disappointing for her. She went back to a day that she thought was kind of joyful, but as she observed what was going on, she became more and more disappointed. She saw her, her folks there. She saw a lot of the people that she cared for and loved in Grover's Corner. And what she noticed was that they were missing life. They had so much, yet they were missing it. She has one last look and she says her goodbyes and then she muses, Oh earth, you are too wonderful for anybody to realize you. Do any human beings ever realize life? while they have it. I think we might. I hope that we do. As we accept God's living presence into our lives, respond to that. I like to think that we're given a, a new discernment about what's going on in our relationships in our life and that we appreciate it. We're thankful over it. That we notice in the living of our days, in the moments of our days, we notice the beauty of creation the wonder of relationship, the power of good, the redemption of spirit. That in our saying yes to God, we find ourselves able to say yes 
to the richness of life, celebrating blessings and mercies time and time again. Amen. As we reflect on what we've received and how we can respond to those gifts, we have the opportunity to hear from Kitty Salto as she shares this month's mission moment. Good morning. I know what you're thinking. Why is the mission moment at the end of the service? It's always been at the beginning of the service. I wondered that too, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to be nervous for a much longer time. But then I realized last service that this is a good idea because Walt will give you the inspiration and the reason we're here, and I will give you something you can do about it. So it, yeah. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving Sunday, and we all know what that means. It's the beginning of the holiday season already. Here on the corner in Westlake Village, we're going to be hanging the greens, lighting the Advent candles, enjoying beautiful music, and sharing food together, of course. It also means the beginning of the alternative Christmas gift market, one of our very special traditions here. This year, the theme of our gift market is lift high the Christmas spirit. We all know what Christmas spirit is and how it looks. It's decorations and music and food and gathering with loved ones and, of course, lots of gifts. I love all these parts of Christmas. But when I take the time to think about the real Christmas spirit, I know that it isn't in the decorations and the food and the Black Friday deals and even in the words, Merry Christmas. The true spirit of Christmas is love. It's the love God sent to us in the life of Jesus Christ. God sent Christ to show us what his love looks like in the world. The Outreach and Social Concerns Committee offers the Christmas gift market to all of us as the opportunity to spread the real love of the Christmas spirit throughout the world by giving gifts to those in need. We have a long list again this year of very familiar opportunities for your Christmas giving. We have UMCOR Global Ministry Projects Abundant Life and WASH, which give vaccines for children and clean water projects. We have the Church World Service Emergency Blankets and food aid and school supplies for children. We have Heifer Project International, which provides sustainable food animals and garden and farming supplies. We have the guide dogs for the blind to give, their care, give to their care and training. We have Westminster Free Clinic right here in the Caneo Valley, offering medical supplies, lab tests, and medicines. But this year, there's one more gift choice that I want to tell you a little more about, and that's the Mama Lynn Center for Congolese Women. Outreach and Social Concerns has added this to the alternative Christmas gift market, as well as choosing it as our mission moment for the months of November and December. Our California Pacific Conference is partnering with the Tennessee Memphis Conference of the United Methodist Church and the East Congo Conference on this project. In the East Congo, they have realized that in order to save families, villages, and children, they need to save the women. In Congolese culture, as it is in all of the world, the foundation of the family, the church, and the community are the women. Therefore, those who want to make a difference, choose brutalizing women as a weapon of war. Women are victimized and left with physical, psychosocial, and spiritual wounds, leaving their families and their villages wounded and destroyed as well. Congolese Women Arise is a project founded in order to give hope to these communities by offering a place of healing for women. In Kindu, Democratic Republic of Congo, United Methodists are helping to build the Mama Lynn Center. There, 
women will have a safe home as well as a place for healing and learning income producing skills. The building has begun and our gifts this Christmas will go to help provide building materials for the completion of this place of healing and hope. You can give this holiday season by using the mission envelopes in your pews um, this Sunday and throughout November and December and designating your gift to Mama Lynn. We also have it as a choice in our alternative gift market, so that is another way to give. As with any of the gifts in our gift market, you will receive a card, a holiday card, with a description of the program that you can send to family and friends. So yes, let's lift high the Christmas spirit. Let's savor every tradition and every special moment with the ones we love. But let's also take time to spread that Christmas spirit of love throughout the world. You can do it as close to home as Westminster Free Clinic or as far away as the Democratic Republic of Congo. So come out to our table from now until Christmas, get your shopping list, and give a little love to the world this Christmas. And Merry Christmas from all of us. Now is our opportunity to say thanks be to God by presenting our tithes, gifts, and offering to God. Our ushers will wait upon us. Thanks be unto you for the ways in which you have gifted us so greatly. Accept these gifts that they might go into the world so that your grace, hope, and love might be made manifest. Amen. Amen. Let us remain standing as we join in our closing hymn, We Gather Together.
Go ahead and turn to one another and grab a hand and we will receive the benediction by word and by voice. Lord God, we thank you for the blessings of this day. As we go, we go to be blessings to others with generous hearts. May that be so. Amen. Amen. Sing with joy.